Welcome to Victory Today. Thank you so much for joining us. I know that you're going to enjoy today's broadcast. In fact, I was so excited about what we're going to begin talking about today that I was up at 3.55 this morning studying the Word of God and talking with Holy Spirit about the best way to share it with you. So, Father, I want to thank you for every person who's taken time out of their busy day to listen to this message. I know that you'll speak to them, Lord, and I pray that their hearts might be open to receiving revelation from you, insights today, answers, keys. And so we thank you today that you are a good, good God, that you've got great things in store for us, not just for today, but for tomorrow and next week and out into the future, because Jesus is our victory. Amen. You know, Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And that is so incredibly important because it's revealing to us that if we want to live right, we first got to think right. That if we want to honor God with our lives, if we want to make an impact for the kingdom, outwork our faith, be a blessing, walk in victory, we have to first ensure that we don't have faulty thinking. And I want to suggest to you today that the kind of thinking that is at odds with what the Word of God says is wrong thinking. That's faulty thinking. I know that's very common, but any kind of thinking that is at odds with what God's Word says is wrong thinking. I mean, if you're thinking a certain way because of something that, I don't know, grandma used to say, or something that you heard on the news, or you're thinking a certain way because it's a commonly held belief today, or you've heard it repeated in church, if any of those ideas, those thoughts are at odds with the Word of God, it really doesn't matter where they've come from, or how much you love or respect the person who told it to you, if those things are contrary to what God says... You've got to toss them out, friend. You've got to reject them because they are not going to help you. They may be, you know, things that have been passed down through the ages, but if they are at odds with what God says, they're not going to help you. In fact, they'll actually stop you from being all that God wants you to be and doing what he wants you to do. So I'm saying today our thinking is vitally important. That's why the Bible talks so much about renewing the mind. Now, as I've said before, whatever we're exposed to in life determines the way that we think. And the interesting thing about that is that most of the time, we're not even consciously aware of our underlying core beliefs until they get challenged. And so what we do is we go through life and we collect concepts, ideas. And the more that those things are repeated and reinforced, the more that we entertain them in our minds, the more likely they are to become our core underlying truths. And that in turn can have a huge, huge impact on how we live our lives and how we see other people. Now, we're not going to spend too much time today talking about that because renewing the mind is such a big, big subject. We'll look into it later. And in fact, I go into this in much more detail in one of my books called Fearless. It's called Fearless Freedom from Fear in an Anxious World. And so if you're interested in that, you can check that out at our website at newboldministries.com. And it's all about how to renew your mind and push back and keep out fear and anxiety and worry. And I wrote that book because I know there's a lot of believers who are struggling with that right now. So if that will help you, and I've received testimonies from all around the world where it has helped people, go and get that book, Fearless. 
But for now, I simply want you to realize that your thoughts are setting the direction for your life. That's either going to be for good or for bad. But your thoughts, the way that you're thinking is setting the direction for your life. Now, why is that? Why are our thoughts so critically important? Well, think about it this way. The way that you think determines the way that you feel. The way that you feel determines the decisions that you make. The decisions that you make determine your actions. And those actions, repeated over time, determine your habits. Your habits determine your character. And your character determines your destination in life. I'm saying that if you don't like where you're at right now, the first and most important thing that you have to do, friend, is look at what you're believing. Understand that what you tell yourself, your thoughts, are either reinforcing a whole lot of negative, harmful beliefs, or they're renewing your mind to the truth of God's word, and they are setting you free. It really is that simple. If you don't like where you're at, You've got to start with your thoughts. You've got to start with those underlying assumptions, those assumptions about yourself, those assumptions about God, about other people. And then you have to open the word of God and see how what you're believing is either aligned to the word of God or is at odds with it. And I say that today because popular opinion doesn't make something right. Okay. I know that's obvious, it should be obvious, but but so many people get this wrong. Popular opinion doesn't make something right. In fact, when society rejects the idea of absolute truth, and what they say is that, oh no, it's all about my truth and your truth, and it's all about our feelings. Man, when the world goes down that path, which is certainly where it's at right now, you know that the world is in trouble, okay? So first things first, if we want to change our life, we have to change our thoughts. If we don't like the direction that we've been heading, if we don't like the results we've been getting, rather than blaming someone else, we need to first look at our underlying beliefs and determine whether they mirror what the Word of God says or whether they are opposed to what the Word says. Because you can't get God's results, friend, if you're not prepared to live and think God's way. Let me say that again. You can't get God's results if you're not prepared to live and think God's way. I'm saying if we want to be the kind of people who are activating our faith, who are learning to receive the promises of God, walking in victory, We have to ensure that our underlying beliefs support that. For example, if you believe that you are nothing, that you have nothing, that you don't deserve anything, it would not matter how many of these messages that you listen to. You are just not going to experience victory and blessing and breakthrough in your life. You say, well, why not? I've listened to all these podcasts. Well, because, friend, your underlying thoughts are going to keep sabotaging you at every turn. You'll hear it and get excited by it, but your underlying core beliefs, your underlying thoughts will say, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve that. God won't give that to me. Can you see how this works? 
or if you believe that everything that happens in life is controlled by God and that he's the one that determines whether you'll receive something or whether you won't, you're going to sit back passively waiting for God to zap you from heaven. And friend, you're going to be waiting a long, long time because that is just not how God works. And that's why we spent a few podcasts talking about how unwise it is to be passive and to sit back and wait for God to do something in our lives while we in turn do nothing. Not only is that stupid, but it's also an affront to God. He's given you all things the Bible says to enjoy. That means he wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to receive everything that Jesus won for you on the cross. He wants you to walk in your authority as a representative of the kingdom. But if you've embraced this idea, and a lot of people have, sadly, that God is just controlling everything, that it's all up to God, you are not only going to miss out on so much, but you'll have a really hard time reconciling what you read in Scripture with how you're living. Think about it. How would it affect you if you had heard your whole life that God is an angry God, that he's angry with people, that he's angry with their sin, that he's mad about the stuff going on in the world right now, that he's getting ready to judge the world, he's getting ready to pour out his wrath on everybody. How do you think that that kind of mindset about God would impact you on a daily basis. Now, I know that you wouldn't be consciously thinking about it, but how would that impact you? When we talk about living in victory and activating our faith and receiving the promises, how would all of that sit with you if in your mind, God was just waiting to catch you making another mistake so he could punish you by making you sick or ensuring that you didn't get the promotion that you wanted or causing you to have an accident in the car? That, that's what a lot of people actually think. How, how would that underlying belief shape your understanding of your health or your finances, your future, your relationship with God? Imagine if every time you messed up in life, your mental image of God was him shaking his head and crossing his arms and going, honestly, I just don't know why I bother. They can't get anything right. Well, That is it. I'm not answering any more of their prayers until they demonstrate that they're going to keep my commandments and not stuff up. Do you think that if you heard your whole life that God was righteous and holy, but you're not, that you're a sinner, that you're a dirty sinner, and that your actions determine whether he's going to do good things for you or whether he'll give you the cold shoulder, do you think that if you heard that kind of an idea repeated in a whole lot of subtle and maybe not so subtle ways, and you embrace that idea, that that might have an effect on your ability now to receive from God, to enjoy intimacy with Him? How about coming boldly into His presence? How about spending time with Him, loving Him, enjoying Him, resting in Him? You know that that would affect it, right? You, you know that that would have an impact on your relationship with God. And sadly, that's the way most people inside the church and outside the church do see God. And so from an unbeliever's perspective, many people, if you were to talk to them today and they don't believe, you know, they're, they're not in relationship with God. If you, if you said to them, why? why? Why don't you embrace this good news? 
they'd say, well, God would never accept me because of the stuff that I've done. And, and I'm not really interested in Christianity because it's just a bunch of religious rules and regulations that takes all the fun out of life. Maybe you've heard people say that. And that's because of their view of God, that he's angry with them, that he's holding things against them, if they even believe in him, that, that he's mad with them. And then, as I said, there are Christians who've embraced this idea of an angry God, and they're either trying to earn God's approval by doing a whole bunch of religious things, or they've just resigned themselves to the fact that because God's standard is so incredibly high, and because their sin is a constant affront to him, they'll just have to muddle along until they get to heaven when everything will be so much better. Now, I know that I'm being a little facetious today, but my point is a really serious one. Friend, if you think that God is mad at you, if you think God is disappointed with you, if you read your Old Testament and you see the way God dealt with people under the law and you just assume that it's the same today, you are going to live in bondage and disappointment and defeat. Friend, if you think that the only difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is a blank page in between the two, you're never going to enjoy the life that Jesus came to give you. And that is because you haven't understood that although God never changes, he, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Listen carefully now. Although God doesn't change, friend, the way that he relates to us has radically changed has radically changed from those Old Testament guys who were under the law. And that is because of Jesus. That's because of Jesus. I'm saying that Jesus did a whole lot more than die on a cross for your sins. Now, if that was all that he did, that'd be awesome. But friend, he did so much more than that. I want you to listen to these words from the Apostle Paul. They come from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 20. And we're going to look carefully at this over the next little while, because in a few short statements, Paul explains some very important things. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Okay, now that is a lot to take in, I appreciate. Especially if you're driving someplace or you're listening to this on the treadmill and you don't have your Bible open. But what, what I want you to hear is that Paul says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. What was Jesus' ministry? What did he come to do? He came as God in the flesh to reconcile the world to himself. 
what does that word reconcile even mean? Well, it means to bring back into harmony or to make friends with. It means to do away with whatever has been between two people. You know, there's been a barrier, a blockage, an issue between two people. And it means to do away with that barrier and bring about peace and harmony. That's why the CEV version says God has done it all. He sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. And he's given us the work of making peace between himself and others. I'll talk more about this next time, but I want you to know, friend, that God is not against you. God's not mad at you. He's not holding your sin against you. God is not withholding his blessings from you until you get everything right and until you stop making mistakes. No, God loves you. He's for you. He's near you. The Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Friend, I want you to know today, God is pleased with you. He's delighted in you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to talk with you and empower you and fill you and give you his wisdom and provision, his protection, his joy. He is proud of you. The Bible even tells us he's jealous for you. Every time he thinks about you, I believe God gets a great big smile on his face. And that is because, friend, Jesus forever changed the way that God sees us. And he forever changed the way that we relate to God. Understand, we didn't do that through our efforts. We didn't achieve that through religion or performance. We didn't do that. We couldn't do that. Jesus did that for us. He did it for us. What did he do? He reconciled us to God. He made peace between us and God. He appeased God's anger and his wrath towards us. Jesus took our sin on himself, the punishment that we deserved, and he paid the penalty to atone for our sin so that now... There's peace between us and God. Friend, if that doesn't put a smile on your face today, something is wrong. I'm telling you, God isn't angry. He's not distant. He's not against you. In fact, he's for you. He's your greatest supporter. He is cheering you on. He only wants the best for you. And we'll talk more about the implications of that in our next podcast. So thank you so much for listening You know, I'd love to hear how these messages have been helping you to activate your faith and encourage you to walk in victory. You can always email me. Email andrew at newboldministries.com and I'll get that message and I would love to hear your testimonies. Also, be sure to check out all of our faith building resources over at newboldministries.com.